Hey, Lewis here. I mean, obviously it's me, right? I'm the only guy who actually runs this freaking show. Anyways, I'm here to tell you about something that I'm working on that I'm really excited about. It's not going to be ready until later this year. However, I'm going to give you the lowdown on it so you can get it for free. Here it is. I am going to be releasing a podcast monetization masterclass. I've been spending the last few months on this, building it, refining it, even training my team on how to use this with our own clients. When it is out and finally published and ready, it will be anywhere from, I'd say, $47 to $197. I'm not sure what I'm going to price it at yet, and there'll be a lot of bonuses that go with this course as well. However, the first 100 people who actually raise their hand, say they want it, and actually go through the course and give me good feedback are going to get it for free, okay? So if you want to be one of those 100 people, there will be a link to a page where you can sign up and add your name to it and your email, and then I will send you the 1.0 version of this course when it is out, all right? You'll be one of the first 100 people. Once I hit 100 people, I am shutting it off, and it will be a paid product, and that will be it, all right? So make sure if you want this course for free, be one of those 100 people because that is the only way you will be able to get it for free. All right, that is it. Now back to this episode. What is going on, my friend? Welcome to the podcast, Domination Show. On this episode, I sit down with my client and friend, Tom Gaddis. Tom just launched his podcast called What's the Secret? Make sure you check it out on anywhere you listen to podcasts from. But in this episode, you're going to hear a few things. Number one, you're going to hear how he turned $50 into $7,000 in about seven days. Number two, you're going to hear about how he went from fired from his job unemployed to making and growing a seven-figure business. Just to give you a little context on Tom, he is the co-founder of Offline Sharks, and he and his co-founder have actually coached over 50,000 people across the world, helping them start their own agency, get more customers, and build their online or offline business, actually. So enjoy this episode I have with Tom. Just keep a note, it was a Facebook Live before, so if you want to hear the video version, go to the Facebook group, The Podcaster's Inner Circle, and it will be there for you. So without further ado, enjoy my episode with Tom Gaddis. Hey guys, Lewis here with a quick shameless plug. If you've been wanting to start a podcast or you already have a podcast, it's just not performing as well as you want it to, and you'd like my team and I to see if we can help you with our customized podcasting solution, then I want to invite you to go to dominatewithlewis.com. That's dominatewithlewis.com. So on that page, obviously, it's going to be an application-only process. Once you fill out that application, I will personally reach out to you to book a time for us to chat. And on that call, a few things are going to happen. So number one, I'm going to actually give you some advice that's going to help you get past whatever you're doing. So no matter what, if you decide to move forward or if you're just there to get some advice, I'm going to help you either way. And then number two, I'm going to share with you if I can actually help you or I will refer you out to someone who I know can definitely help you. So if that sounds good and you want to chat, then go to Dominate with Lewis. Dot com that's d o m i n a t e dominate with w i t h luis l u i s dot com thanks hope to talk soon uh man so tom I, it's funny how i met you well, i met you through one of my you downloaded one of my book and then we yep. chatted from there and then fast forward a month and some change now we're launching the podcast but uh the reason I wanted to bring you on here is because you've got an interesting story, which you share on the show, and there's a link there if people want to check it out. But you've got an interesting story, and the way you've approached this podcast is kind of different from 
I think most people, how they approach a podcast. So I guess to start off, let's talk about a little bit about kind of how you got started in business and what caused you to get in it. And then we can reverse engineer and talk about the podcast from there. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, first, thanks for having me on, by the way. And aloha, everybody. I'm in Maui, Hawaii. So I like <laughs> to spread the aloha when I get on these uh, these types of calls. So for real. Yeah. Is it sunny over there? Is it always sunny over there or? It is. Actually, actually it, it is really sunny. It's like, you know, 78 degrees, sunny blue skies. It's really funny, like, because, you you know, all the stuff that's going on in the world right now, if you yeah. watch the news and then you walk out, like I watch the news and then I walk out my front door and I'm like, wait a minute, the world's not ending. Like, <laughs> like last night I took the wife and the kids and we walked across the street and just sat on the edge of the beach and watched the sunset. And it's like the waves were still crashing. The sun was still say it was still gorgeous. Like, I know there were just like a yeah. lot of people all down the beach, of course, six feet apart, but all down the beach yeah. just watching the sunset. But it was a, it was a really good calming experience to remember that like, okay, everything's still yeah. okay. Like we're still okay. Right. But yeah, yeah, no, it's awesome to live here. But yeah, so to, to your question about getting started. So uh, way back in like 1999, uh, 2000, I was living in Michigan and I was working for a writer and one of the things that he tasked me to do was to start figuring out how we could market books online. And so that was kind of like my first introduction into like this idea that you could even make money online, you could sell things online. Right. So I really, I started, I, I mean, I'm, I got addicted to it. Like I started consuming all the information I could, all those stuff. And uh, eventually down the road, I, I ended up back in Oklahoma and I was thinking like, ah, oh, man, I really want to start my own business. I want to do something on the side. So I thought I would, you know, try affiliate marketing. So I, I created this um, affiliate marketing site that was all about taking surveys online and getting paid. I put all these affiliate links on it. I did some SEO and I was able to get that site where it was making like a hundred bucks a month, but I couldn't get it to go past that. And I was uh -huh. working a full-time job. I had a family. I was a restaurant manager. So I'm working like, you know, 60 hours a week. I got the family. I'm Heavy trying hours, to do yeah. this thing. And then on top of that, like, I really wasn't an entrepreneur. Like I told people I wanted to be an entrepreneur. If you asked me, I'd be yeah. like, yeah, I want to do that. But my actions and behaviors weren't in line with actually achieving success, right? Like right. I just wasn't as focused as I should have been. I didn't take it as seriously as I should have. There are just lots of things, right? So, so fast forward, I end up in Maui. I'm a corporate restaurant manager. I get fired. I'm like, this idea of having my own business comes back and I'm like, oh, I want to do that. So along the way, someone had told me like, hey, Tom, you know, you have this, these skills, like, you know how to do SEO, you know how to build websites. Like maybe instead of trying to make mm -hmm. money online, you should offer to do those services for local businesses. Oh, okay. And That's I thought, yeah, yeah. I thought, well, you know, why not give it a try? And I found it to be way easier to make money doing that because not huh. many people were doing it. That's businesses true. were open to it. They really needed help. They didn't know. They didn't know the Facebook from the Instagram from the no. <laughs> like the SEO, like, what are you talking about? And, yeah. uh, you know, I don't even know how to log into my website. Right. So there was a need there. And um, because of my experience with online before, it just helping people and offering like digital marketing as a service just seemed to me to be more of a real business it was mm -hmm. tangible. Right. Yeah. So I started, I started doing that. And also too, you know, like 
when I was trying to do things online, I really didn't have any skills I could, or at the time I didn't feel like I could teach. I was still learning all that stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so I started helping businesses. And as I did that, I was like this idea of doing products and being, having an online business really kind of started to resurface. Cause I started to realize like, Oh, now I have some experience. Now I have some things I can teach other people. Like I'm True. getting clients, I'm doing those things. And, uh, so yeah, so I started putting out products and now it was like a whole different ball game in the online space. Cause I had, totally. you know, I could do case studies. I could like, I had actual experience to pull from. Yeah, exactly. You had some experiences you could share and that makes for better content, makes for everything. What I find pretty interesting about your story was you got laid off from your job and then you're like, all right, well, got this time. You, you correct me if I'm wrong. You're on an unemployment, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. For like 52 oh. weeks. <laughs> right. So you're like, I'm just going to like, I'm going to take my time here. I'm actually going to figure out what I need to do next. You know, I want to build a business that I don't have to work, go to work for, go to work for someone else. Not saying it's going to be any easier. It's probably harder, but uh, you probably enjoy it a bit more. So walk me through kind of that. What is that? What would that 52 weeks look like? What was, where was your mindset at? Like, what was some of the early things you did to set you up for success there? Cause I think your first the first season of your podcast is really about people who are maybe in that stage or maybe they're like trying to get out on their own. Yeah. The first season is about getting started. And it's interesting you say that because actually for a lot of that 52 weeks, I was just like flailing in the wind. I was just desperately right. trying to <laughs> figure out anything. You know, I was buying yeah. a lot of courses. I was like, well, maybe I'll try this. And not, like, I was all, I was all over the place. And like the real kind of like shift for me came when I found a guy who had this idea to do this, um, basically it was like this jumbo mailer that he sent out and sold ad spots on. And that's actually what I talk about in the first episode of the podcast. Cause I took this method, this guy had, it cost me less than $50 to get everything I needed to start making money from it. And then I went out and in seven days I had generated seven grand. Right. And that's then the that, that, yeah. And that was like, <laughs> light bulb moment like oh if you have an idea and you take action on it like mm -hmm. it works and so what happened for me was like then i became super action oriented like i wasn't action oriented before but now i was like it's all about taking action it's all about doing this and so i was doing that every day like anything i could do to take action to move the needle forward regardless of what the results i got i didn't care about the yeah. results i just am i might take an action today am i taking action today as I've kind of matured through that process, I've started to realize that mindset really has a, a lot to do with getting started and getting through that kind of stuff. You know, I, I appreciate how it takes a shift of mindset to really change your behaviors. You know, in season one of the podcast, that's really what I talk about. Like, okay, what are the mindset things that are going to make it give you the best chance, right? To right. actually get started and start taking some action. Cause that's the big sticking point for most people. I mean, most of the people that are listening to this, they probably know what to do. Like, you right. know what to do, but it's, it's like, why aren't you doing it? Doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's interesting. So to give people context who don't know who you are, what your business is offline sharks, like you, you, you and your business partner have taught over 50,000 people across the world, exactly these strategies. And, and what interests me even more about, like I, when I first met you, I went to your website and I'm like looking at all the products. I'm like, holy crap! Like, how do they make so many products? <laughs> there's, probably be a, there's probably gonna be a podcast series on how you guys pumped out products. Um, <laughs> yeah, and that's probably a few uh, down the road a bit. But I'm curious, 
for you, some of the bigger mindset pieces, were there any light bulb moments that besides making that seven grand out of that after, you know, the $50 investment, were there any other light bulb moments that um, you remember where it was like, oh, this is a big, big, big key concept within your mindset for getting shit done and taking action that you recall? Doesn't have to be in that early stage. It's kind of anywhere. Yeah, yeah, no, I think there's, well, there's a couple of things. I mean, one, I'm an avid reader, right? So I was consuming a lot of books about direct marketing, about being successful. And, uh, you know, one of the guys I really love is Dan Kennedy. And when he said, like, you should have more than one way to talk to your customers, like, if you're going to build a business, you should figure out other ways to monetize it. Like, I just believed him, right? And so yeah. I read that and I thought, okay, well, that makes sense to me. I mean, that's really how I even ended up with offline sharks because a lot of people would have, because I built a business offline, which is the agency, right. the helping clients. And now I've built a business online. And the reason I did that was because, you know, a lot of people would build this business offline and just stop there. Right. Mm-hmm. But when yeah. he said, like, if you're just relying on one thing, that's not good. I thought, that makes total sense. So as that offline business grew, I started trying to figure out, well, how can I monetize that in a different way? So there's, you know, more revenue streams coming in. And in the current light, like, I mean, that's really what is is saving my rear end right now is that we have this online portion of our business, you know, even though the offline portion is kind of in limbo right now, it's not right. dead, definitely in limbo. There's concerns and a lot of issues like the online side is going really well. So I think one, getting that straight in your head that like you want to have multiple things going on. Yeah. You want to try to, and I don't think you need to have multiple businesses. You just want to look at whatever it is you're doing and figure out how else can I, how else can I generate revenue from this idea? Right. Great point. Yeah. You don't need to like come up with a bunch of different ideas. It's just how, what are the other things I can do? And there's always ways to do that in any business. If you just think about it. Right. Um, So that was one thing. The other thing I think too was, my mindset about money and just kind of like, I would say ethics in general, because so one of the things I did, which I'm not super proud of early on was like, I didn't have a lot of money to get started. So I would like try to figure out how to get these hacked versions of software that I needed. Right. 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 Like, you know, I'm like, scouraging yeah. the dark corners of the web <laughs> to get, you know, cause I can't afford to buy them. And right. uh, one day I was just thinking about that and I thought, you know, that's not really a, that's not a mindset that is going to, I think, encourage success, right? Like mm-hmm. totally. my actions need to match what I, what I say my beliefs are. And so I deleted every version of pirated software that I had from my computer. And if I couldn't afford it, I didn't buy it. I figured out another way to do it. And funny enough, like that was a big shift. Like after I did that, not long after that, I mm-hmm. actually started having some success. And I think it's huh. because it shifted internally in me, right? And so I continually try to work on my view of, you know, of what my relationship is to money, how I feel about it, how I view it, how I view yeah. other people that have it, yeah. or, you know, what am I really thinking about? And then are my behaviors matching what I say I believe, right? Like a really great book that I read not long ago. It's called um, the trick to money is having some, and it is a it's a re- I mean the title is hilarious, but <laughs> it's by Wild I think is his name, 
Stuart Wild. Stuart Wild. Okay. Yeah. Stuart Wild. The trick to money is having some. But that's a good one. You know, early on I'd read Think and Grow Rich. Mm-hmm. I also really like Napoleon Hill has another book that's a little lesser known called Grow Rich with Peace of Mind. I thought that oh, was really okay. good. So I think investing in yourself in those things, you know, again, yeah. shifting our mindset, right? And yeah. I think those were big moments for me as well. And then realizing that like no matter what people tell you, building any kind of business, whether it's offline or online, takes work. Yeah. Yeah. Smashing the delusion that there's an easy way to make a lot of money. <laughs> like, like I really, I held on to that fantasy for as long as I could until basically <laughs> the reality easier. of running businesses ripped it out of my hands. <laughs> like, like, am I, am I working too hard for this? You know, or, or. <laughs> Like, um, how point. can I not make this as easy as everybody else says it is? Yeah. Like, what am I doing wrong? And then I meet those people and it turns out I'm not doing anything wrong. They're doing the same thing. Yeah. Funny, funny thing enough, a lot of people think the same thing is with podcasting. Like there's some kind of magic hack that I know or other people know that um, gets them thousands of downloads. It's like, hell no. You know, it's the same, <laughs> yeah. it's the same thing. It's just like, I get on client yeah. calls all the time and it's like, so what am I doing wrong, Lewis? I'm like, nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This shit is well, organic content. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. it's funny. That's where the name of the podcast, this whole thing we're talking about is how the name of yeah. the podcast came about. Because the name of my podcast is What's the Secret, mm-hmm. right? And that's from Death of a Salesman when Lenny Lohman, <laughs> the guy who he can't make any sales, you know, like his brother's super successful. His brother's name is Ben. And Lenny just can't figure it out. And so he goes to his brother and he says, what's the secret, Ben? What's the secret? And like, you know, really the whole kind of irony of the whole thing is that there's no secret, right? Right. So the kind of the irony of my podcast is I call it, what's the secret? But really (laughs) there's no secret. Like, no, you just got to put in the time. You got to put in the effort. You got to persevere. You got to not let like one of the episodes in season one is not let failure go to your head. That's yeah. one of my favorite sayings. And, uh, you know, a lot of people think don't let success go to your head, but nope, it's about not letting failure go to your head because how you react and adjust from those things will really have a big impact on whether you're successful or not. Totally. I, I definitely, I'm going to stay on the point of two things I think were really interesting. You just mentioned number one, Dan Kennedy. I was literally watching a video of Dan Kennedy before he passed away a couple nights ago i haven't finished it yet but it's the browser's still up like i'm still gonna watch the video it's like an hour-long presentation yeah. and it's all about copywriting and, and that stuff so any specific books on dan kennedy you'd say are must reads for people looking to get an average oh, man yeah, i mean all his stuff is really good but the ones that i think are particularly good are his the no bs time management for entrepreneurs okay i mean i think that's something everybody should read and then the no BS ruthless management of people and profits. I mean, these two, like I reread these quite a bit. Like these okay. are both really good. He has a kind of a newer book. I don't know. Like is it how, magnetic marketing? Is magnetic it? marketing is one of his older ones, but he's okay. got a newer one called almost alchemy. That is, oh. it, it's kind of like this, but a little shorter read, but it's kind of like the no BS ruthless management, but that one is really good too. Okay. Uh, yeah, magnetic marketing is one of his original courses with about the it's all about how to do the sales letter, like the three-step sales letter sequence mm-hmm. for businesses. I mean, all his stuff is good. I've never listened to anything of his and not come away with something, yeah. right? But right. I would say those three books, Almost Alchemy, Ruthless Management, No BS are really good. But as you can see, I have 
I have several more of his too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Dan Kennedy was one thing of, of huge fascination. The the second thing I thought was really interesting was when you talked about how to make money from in multiple ways using one thing. For instance, like your podcast, like there's definitely ways to monetize or different ways to skin the cat. Essentially, when you talk about with your offline agency, you've made money through selling services to clients and then also teaching people how to do services, how to like perform the services or fulfill on them. Um, that's a really interesting thing. Cause I think not a lot of people think about that. It's like always the shiny thing after the next thing, after the next thing. So are there any other examples that you come to mind that you've done this or seen it done really well in the offline or online space? I'm curious to hear. Cause I think that's a, it's yeah. A so, yeah, well, I think to your point, like the thing is a lot of people, once they have some success with one thing, they start looking for something new to do, right? Like as entrepreneurs, we like new things. One of the things that going through this whole entrepreneur journey thing has taught me is that keep doing what you're doing. Like if you have something that's working, like keep doing what you're doing. So for us, like what that means is when we, we you know, when we put out our first product, like yeah. we put out another product and another product, but then you start to realize like, man, putting out products is really hard. Like, I don't want to be doing this all the time. And it's yeah. like, you have cash <laughs> inflow when you launch them and then it dries out and you got to do another one. So then you start thinking, well, how can I build in recurring revenue? So for us, that was a monthly membership. We started focusing on bringing recurring revenue into our business, right? Then like starting to put together different price point packages. So mm -hmm. higher priced items, lower priced items. We started doing webinars and we, you know, we're, we're always like looking for ways we can build our community because whenever you have an audience, whatever, whatever platform or method you use to build that audience, you can always find a way to monetize that audience. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, in the beginning, it's like you do a product, we're building a list. And so now we have the email list. So then we start sending offers to the email list. And we have like a pretty, you know, our lists were mainly buyers. So even though it wasn't a big list, it was like buyers. It, it was buyers, which was right. really good. <laughs> then we started Facebook groups. Then, um, you know, this, the podcast is just another way to grow an audience. Like mm -hmm. I don't really have anything in mind right now for how to monetize it, but I know that building the audience is valuable. Right. Yeah. And so I'm willing to invest in building the audience. And if the audience, you know, it's like in the field of dreams, if the audience comes, you can make money, right? Like yeah. let's focus on that. So, you know, and so that's, I think, like how it's worked for us, you know, and most of it came about because of something we just got tired of doing or that irritated us, mm -hmm. right? Like, <laughs> yeah. okay. you're doing you know, you're doing five product launches a year. You're like, this is a lot of freaking work. Like, yeah. how can we make this? How can we do this easier? <laughs> right. True. And so, you know, now we do three because we've got a monthly membership to people to pay to be in. We, we rolled out private coaching you know, we have, we have all different levels of things. We've got a, a newsletter thing people can sign up for. And again, they're all at kind of various price points. And uh, yeah, so that's really kind of like the way that I guess I look at those kinds of things are, okay, well, this is something I'm doing. How, what's something else we could do? And if you can find a way to, to monetize things that you're already doing anyway. Like for instance, yeah. we have a we have a pretty jumping Facebook group. So people are always posting content in there. We're always posting content in there, right? Yeah. We do that. We're doing that no matter what. And it's not like it's it's just to grow the group. So what we did was we we came up with this idea to do a newsletter. It's called Shark Bites. Mm -hmm. And basically 
what we do is we pull all the content, the most popular content that's shared in the Facebook group and the things we post, and we put it in a newsletter format with links. Mm. And so somebody who doesn't want to spend time in the group can just sign up to get Shark Bites. It's like $9.99 a month. It's real inexpensive. Every month they get this newsletter delivered with links to everything and all the content. Is that physical or is that it's uh, digital? digital. Oh, okay. It's digital. Cool. So, but like for us, like we're already doing that content in the Facebook group. It was just a matter of assembling it in a new format, right? Wow. Yeah, that's smart. And bring value. So yeah, so I, I think you should always be on the lookout for opportunities like that. How can we do that, right? Like what are other ways we can do that? The podcast, another good thing. Like, so I took the couple episodes from the podcast. I had them transcribed through rev.com. And then I just went through and edited it and made them blog posts, right? Like what are the ways I can... I can get more out of the things I'm creating. Yeah. Eventually, I'd like to add video to the podcast so that I'm growing yeah. a video presence plus the blog and I'm only having to create the content once. Once, right. Yeah, right? and then even taking that blog and putting it on a place like LinkedIn where a lot of people are in the like a B2B space yeah, um, or medium.com. Yep. I mean, there's so many yeah, different ways you could use skin that cat. Yeah, yeah we got start to- reusing the content, yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at your, your, so you dropped four episodes today. And one of them I want to talk about, which is why is, why is now the best time to start online business? And, um, a lot of people in this group are already starting. They already have online businesses or they're they're a freelancer or they already have a big business. So it kind of, you know, ranges, but I'm curious in it. I know you, even this is a really relevant episode because you mentioned COVID-19 and even throw this rough patch right now. Why do you think right now is like the best time to start a online business? Well, I mean, I think ultimately, like, it's like that old saying about planting a tree, right? The best yeah. time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. When's <laughs> the second best time? Right now. Right like, now. so yeah. I think businesses are the same way. Like, I don't think there's any situation where it's not a good time to start a business. But I think in this particular situation, we have a few things going for us. One is, you know, if, especially if you're talking about building an online business, like, you want to grow an audience. And right, right now, your audience is sitting at home <laughs> doing nothing to do, right? Yeah. Like, so I think now is a really good time to be working to develop those things. Plus, if you focus on building relationships and bringing value versus just getting a transaction right now, people are going to, are really going to respond to that just because True. of the situation they're in. So, you know, if I were somebody that had a course that I was going to launch, I probably would like scratch launching it at a high price and either do it for free or maybe do it at a really discounted thing and position that as like, Hey, look, I just want to help you guys out. I know this information because that's a really great way to build an audience. And it, you know, you look good because you're doing something good. Right. And also your audience is out there. Like might as well try to, to rope them in somebody who, really did a great job with this was Ryan Dice over at mm, Digital okay. Marketer. I don't know yeah. if you saw what they did. I didn't see what he did, but I love Ryan Dice as a marketer. He's local here in Austin. So yeah, like I'd love you to share that because I'm curious as to what he yeah, did. Yeah. So well what he did was he sent out an email and was like, hey, look, digital marketer, you know, we understand it's a rough time. He's like, we know we can't like cure this thing. We can't, we don't really have anything that like can make a big impact on preventing this, but what we can do is help you get more customers for your business. So now through the end of March, we're going to give anyone who signs up free 
our digital marketer membership. So they just, they just gave it away free, right? Oh, two days later, two (laughs) days later, they had added 26,701 people to their list. Wow. To their buyers list or either way. These are people that just signed up for the free account. (laughs) <laughs> but now they've got those, like they have those names now, right? Like exactly. those are signups. Those are- yeah. I mean, when this passes and they say, okay, well, it's not free anymore. You're, you can still have, I mean, I think they have a free version so they can say, look, from now on, you're only going to have the free version unless you pay. Like, right. But all those people are now consuming their content and getting yeah. indoctrinated into the digital marketer brand and digital yeah. marketer is looking like a hero for doing it. Like exactly. nobody thinks they're being sleazy. They're trying to take advantage. But, right. you know, when this situation passes, that relationship building that they're doing right now, mm-hmm. not by, and they do, or they're doing it by not focusing on the short-term money game, right? No, no exactly. They long-term. Like they've got the long game in view here because when we come out of this, like they're going to make a lot of money off of this thing that they just did, you yeah. know? And I'm sure they realize that. So that like, I think right now that's what we need to focus on if you're, you know, going to start something is like, okay, let's not worry about the short-term money-making potential. Let's worry about building relationships, getting the audience going, doing those kinds of things. How can we make this situation better? And then when we get through this, we'll be in a way better position. Yeah. I I was thinking about an actual episode for you. It's like how to launch a product in, in in a um, quarantine situation like we're in right (laughs) now, Yeah, you know, and yeah, exactly. Strategically, like, and just talk about like long-term versus short-term, what the digital marketer did as a case study. That's a really strong point you make. I've got a launch coming in about a month and people in the group will hear more about it. But like it's some of the things we're battling with right now. It's like, hmm, how do we price this thing? What's, yeah, you know, how do we make it like good, but not also like not trying to take advantage of people. Yep. So all very valid points, super valid points. I, I like that, that episode. So I wanted to bring it up and just kind of get more details on it for people because I think, what you've got in these episodes are really good starting points for a lot of people, especially the failure one. Yeah. I think a lot of people just get hung up on that stuff, right? I know in um, this episode that I'm recording right now is how to reinvent yourself for success, even in a crisis. Cause it really had like, that really has been my experience and story is I've really had to reinvent myself, change my behaviors, become a different person to Mm. be able to achieve, you know, It's like, it sounds so corny, but it's like, if you want to be a person that makes, you know, if you want to make a lot of money, like you have to become the type of person that makes a lot of money. Right. (laughs) You know, like (laughs) you're like, there's going to be some things about yourself. You're going to have to change behaviors and things like that. So I'm excited about that episode, but I like that idea about how to market in a crisis. And, you know, so there's another thing you got to balance too, is like, Obviously, like, as you know, I had all these different episodes mapped out, two seasons, yeah. all this stuff. And yeah. <laughs> uh, and I had to, like, then COVID-19 comes along and it's like, I had to make some adjustments, make some changes. I couldn't just, con- you know, if I continue to just make the episodes I had mapped out, I would just have sounded out of touch. Yeah, Like, people totally. would have been listening going like, what is this guy talking about? Like, does he not realize what's going on? So, I instinctively knew I needed to adjust. The thing that I worry about now, though, is like, because while those episodes and and that stuff is really relevant right now, mm-hmm. I want them to be relevant after it's over. 
exactly. we don't really know when it's going to be over. Like all of a sudden, three weeks from now, it could be an entirely different situation. And yeah, so like you got to, you know, yes, you have to adjust and take those things into consideration. But I also try to make the episodes stand on their own so that when this is over, exactly. that information is still valuable, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think honestly, in, in a podcasting sense, 80, 20 is a good rule for evergreen to newsworthy. Like right now you have to talk about it. Um, for people, what I would say always is like, put it out as a bonus episode. So those are bonus episodes. Oh, you yeah. know, it's like, it's like, you can tag it in a special way inside of iTunes so that people know it's bonus. Like it's not normal content. And now you have, it's noteworthy, but people know going forward, it's probably not something they want to listen to. And then you can still produce your normal six. So I'm thinking that'll be, that's a great idea. Yeah. That, that'll probably be a strategy we'll use for season two as well. So I, I'm curious for you, what's on the, like, what do you see? Cause this is, this is happening right now. So I have to ask you this. What do you see the next couple of months looking like from a standpoint of a business owner in the online space, um, navigating these waters? Like, what do you see as, as like opportunities, threats, the obvious ones and non-obvious ones? Yeah. Well, there's a couple of things. I know a lot of people are out there right now saying like, see, this is why you should have an online business. This is why you should be doing <laughs> online business because of right. this. Right. And, uh, yeah. one of the things that strikes me as odd about that is like, well, I mean, this could have just as easily been a crisis that took down the internet. And then yeah. where would all those online businesses be? Right. Like, so yeah. I think the lesson to take away from this is not that, Oh, this means I need to be, I need to have all my eggs in online. The, the lesson to take away is that you need to be diversified. You need yeah. to make sure, again, you're not relying on one thing that your business can still generate money regardless of what happens, right? Because if mm. if it had been the internet that went down, all those people that are have <laughs> offline businesses would be like, see, <laughs> like we made the right call, right? Like, yeah. so you can't, yeah. you know, yeah. I think that's kind of a, not a good argument to make. Like, this is why you should do that. I think, you know, moving right. forward, a lot of online businesses are going to have been woken up to why even more so why they need an online presence mm -hmm. for the very thing I just mm -hmm. talked about. Right. Like, you know, a lot of businesses are going to realize now, or they should realize now the importance of building an email list, developing a totally. social media presence, regardless of what kind of business you're in, you should right. do those things. Right. Because when something like this happens, now you have these multiple ways to contact your customers and adjust. So I think eventually as people, get more used to just being in the environment we're in. And of course, we don't know how the environment's going to change once the yeah. quarantine stuff is lifted. Like, what does that even look like? You know? Yeah, so I think true. they're going to, what's that? No, I'm, I'm true. I said, just thinking probably like a shit ton of um, events in one month, like September will be like <laughs> yeah, ANC yeah. and freaking <laughs> South by Southwest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. Like what is the event market going to look like? Are a lot of those things going to, turn out to be more virtual. Like we don't yeah. really know where that adjustment is going to come yet. So keeping an eye on those things so that you can adjust your business, I think is important, but you know, there'll be a lot of people out there that are going to want to know, well, how can I make my business operate more remotely? Right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, a great example are tax preparers. Like right now they're in the busiest time of their mm -hmm. life. Right. And now yeah. people that were depending on their clients coming and meeting with them, like if somebody came out with a product on how to handle your CPA clients remotely, I bet they would sell a ton of those, right? Like if you just showed oh, them how to use Loom videos, how to like, here's how you get people to send you the documents in a safe way. Like 
True. That's a niche that now would be interested in that type of thing, right? So yeah, yeah. I think in the end, agencies, even though they're feeling a little bit of a pinch right now, they're they're going to thrive because businesses are always going to need to generate customers, and yeah. whether that's and online, I think is going to be more of a focus. So eventually, the you know those people are going to be like, we need to do something, right? Right? Or they're going to yeah. go out of business. So yeah, Good I point. mean, I'm not like you know, again, I'm uh, just how the the impact of all these people, you know, and what happens when everybody goes to work? Because everybody's not, no, you know, everybody didn't just get fired. They're just temporarily out of work. So yeah, we're just like, yeah. Yeah. How fast does the economy bounce back from that? You know, yeah. like. It just brought me to mind that I was speaking to a, a business partner of mine on Saturday. And he was like, yeah, like some people don't have to pay their, their rents now or their mortgage or something. I was just like, what? Yeah. Like, that's interesting. Um, I didn't get that memo, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're doing well. You know, they moved taxes back. They're talking about this, this sending everybody $1,200. They've got, right. they're telling people they don't have to pay their mortgages. Like they're trying to do what they can to keep the, the economy stimulated. I saw they right. even started this digital dollar thing. I think for people in general, though, businesses aside, for people in general, because there are a lot of people out there right now that are like, uh, scrambling to try to figure out how to make money online. Yeah. And I think the thing that you that you have to do right now is one realize that like you are probably not going to start an online business and supplement your income within 2 weeks, 3 weeks, 4 weeks. Like I don't care what the gurus tell you. Right. <laughs> more my belief is more than likely that will not happen for you. Yeah. So if you're going to go down this path just remember that you're in it, you know, be in it for the long haul. Like now's a great time to get started and start moving it forward. But when your job comes back, you better keep like eye on the prize and doing what you need to do. So, you know, I think there'll be a lot of people that'll flux into trying to make money online. And then a lot of people them will just be gone because they're just looking for a bandaid. They're not really looking to build a real business. Yeah. That's a great point. That's a really good point. Um, I've had a lot of people ask me about this too. I'm like, I don't know. This is my first recession. Last time I was here, I was in high school. So yeah. <laughs> 2018 or 2008, I was in high school sitting in class. Like, well, I don't know what any of this means. So I'm just going to carry on with my life. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. From a podcasting standpoint, I think it's, um, people are just producing more episodes now because they want to be seen. So, you know, yeah, I mean, it would, it would be a great time to start a podcast right now because number one, Adobe announced the other day that they'll give anybody that asks 60 days free of the Adobe Creative Cloud. Oh, so that's one go. thing they're doing for COVID-19, right? You can actually, I think there's an article on Lifehacker, lifehacker.com mm-hmm. on it. So you can get Adobe Audition for free for 60 days. You don't even need to pay for it. And I know, I think you told me about a microphone that's like super expensive. It's like 20 bucks or something. That's like, isn't it like an AT? <laughs> 2020 or something microphone. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. ATR. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's, you know, it's a decent microphone. It's 20 bucks. Like, and now you've got the software, you've got the microphone. Like, all you got to do is produce the content and you're sitting at your house. You can't go anywhere. Not why not? Right. Like, yeah. So I think there's lots of things people could be doing. You could get a blog going, you know, again, and it's about taking that action and just getting started. Like, will you be great at it and build a following of a million people right out of the gate? No. Right. More than likely, you will suck at it. You like, I feel like I suck at the podcasting, but as I do it more and more, I'll get better and better mm-hmm. at how I deliver things there. So that's really, I think, the secret. 
I like to end it on that. That's the secret <laughs> to get ending <laughs> to this yeah. to this live. So I, I put the link on the Facebook group to check out the podcast and Apple. But um, what's the secret podcast? If the official name is What's the Secret, and then don't forget the question mark. Yeah. So um, Tom, where can people find out more about you and kind of check out what you got? I know you've got a, like I was saying before, lamenting on the tons of products you've got, which we'll have to do another episode on like product creation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you know, you can find out all about the podcast, all that stuff over at tomgaddis.com. I'm also, if you want to see like what I do with the offline sharks, you can go to offline sharks.com and check that out too. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got a a Facebook group for the offline sharks too, which um, if you're, we have a Facebook group for offline sharks. If you just look up offline sharks, you'll find it, but yeah, it's a really great group. So check it out. It's very engaged. I was impressed. I was like, damn. Yeah, that we have a lot of great. I mean, <laughs> we have a lot of great people in there. And there, you know, there's another thing. Like, we have this name, Offline Sharks, and like our people in the community have really taken to be calling sharks. Like, they put all kinds of shark memes in there. Like, so when you're trying to build an audience in a community, if you can give them something to latch onto, do it. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a really good move. I, at first, I saw, I was like, I didn't really get it, but now I was like, you can do a lot of great things with a name like that. And yeah. people can attach to it. They can identify with it really well. Yeah, too, so. I mean, it is, it's a disadvantage for people that aren't in the group because they look at that and they go, well, what the heck is that? <laughs> but once you're in the group, they go, oh, okay, I get it. And then they like buy into it. So it's Enough. there's pros and cons to it, to totally. our, well, the way we did it, right? Like we could have picked the word offline is really the thing that throws, that throws it out of balance because it can have different meanings. Like people don't really just know how we're using it there, you know? So, yeah, I guess as a, as a, as a guy who's in the online space, I kind of picked it up pretty fast. I was like, Oh, I get it. Yeah. But if yeah. you're not, I can see why it's a, it's a bit. Yeah. Of a They're just kind of like, yeah. Anyways, man, Tom, thanks so much. I appreciate yeah, it. Louis, thanks for having me on, man. I really enjoyed it. Cool. Thank you. Hey, and don't forget. I have a number of free bonuses for you. That's yes. These are free templates, guides, and stuff that I've actually included in my recent book, how to get your first hundred thousand downloads in 100 days. But you don't even have to buy the book. I'm just going to give this to you for free. All you have to do is go to Lewis Ryan, Luis Ryan, L-U-I-S-R-Y-A-N.com forward slash book. There is a simple form where you fill out your name and your email and you get a ton of free stuff, all the templates and guides that I included in the book, but you don't have to buy the book. So you're saving yourself a chunk of money um, that literally will take you probably less than two minutes to accomplish or perform. So enjoy that. That's my gift to you. Use it. Don't just let it fall by the wayside and I'll see you on the next episode.